Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Holder Mess podcast. Today we are talking to a wedding planner specialist. And she has some crazy stories. Crazy. Like Jerry also, Springer yeah. level and crazy. I just stepped on you while you were talking there. Oh my gosh. And yeah. funny you should say that. She says that she can tell that if a marriage is going to be successful based on the wedding planning experience. Just for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, Kim makes me write a different open every time we do a podcast. And we have a guest today, and we're going to let her pick. So, Megan, would you rather hear a classical Baroque song or a death metal song to open your podcast? Ooh, let's go death metal. Death metal? Okay, here we go. Let's start the podcast. Are you ready for the Holdermas podcast with Ben and Kim? Oh my god, okay, stop. Yeah! No, fade. Fade. Did you get did you get all the lyrics? I did not, and okay. I'm okay with that. Maybe the classical Baroque. Well, <laughs> next time. I guess we could play them both if you wanted. By the way, th- those words were, why is our dog a demon from hell? Which I we're going like to get to in yeah. a later episode. Yeah. Today is all about weddings. Can I do a little uh, house cleaning here? House cleaning? We have really enjoyed doing these first few episodes and have gotten a lot of great response from our listeners and those mm-hmm. who are subscribing. Thank you for doing so. Make sure and download this podcast or subscribe or whatever you do on whatever platform you have. One of the most uh, interesting things I've learned is that I say the word like as if I am a 14-year-old and I can't stop. We're going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. And here's how I'm going to work on it. Every time I say the word like, we're going to try to count it, okay? It's going to happen so much. I'm going to donate a dollar Oh. To the Me Fine Foundation for every time I say like on this episode. 
Yeah. The MeFan Foundation is an, uh, an amazing organization yeah. here in North Carolina, and it helps and supports children and family uh, going through cancer. So. And we'll pick a different one every week until I eradicate like from my vocabulary. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Okay, good. Now on to the podcast. Today is all about weddings. Specifically, let's rehash our wedding, shall we? Yeah. And our wedding was not the best day of my life. You're leading with that. Right? Does that disappoint you when you hear that? I guess it disappoints me more when you say it to other people. (laughs) Well, I think there are so many expectations that come with a wedding and, and had I known more about myself back then, that 13 years ago, I am much more of an introvert. I'm much more comfortable around small groups of people. But I just thought you were supposed to have a really big wedding. And you always wanted a really big wedding since you were a little girl. So <laughs> so we had a really big wedding. And I was so painfully uncomfortable. So I love that I married you. And I, marrying you was the best decision of my life. But the actual wedding day, I it was fine. Let me clean up some stuff here. Okay. Other than my brother who got married in Thailand, my wedding was the smallest wedding my family has ever had. See? I know. My family is from Eastern North Carolina. They invite the whole town. Yes. To their, like the invitation, there it is. That's $1 for me, fine. The invitation was for the entire town. They probably publish it in the newspaper, right? Yes, they did. So I expected that to be the norm. You and I came from different places. Right. And we didn't talk about that. We well, just went. We came from places of my parents didn't really have a lot of money. And also, but also just I don't, I, I would have loved just to get married on a beach. You did? Just, not really. It was near we the beach. We were at the beach. No, it okay. was anyway. Oh, you mean on the beach? Yes. No shoes, sunset, okay. dolphins, but I, people. I think that weddings bring out the very, very best in people, and I think it brings out the very, very worst in people. This feels like a good segue. This does. Our guest today is Megan Gillikin. Am I saying that right? Gillikin? Right. No okay. G. No G. She doesn't okay. have an island. So she <laughs> is owner of a Southern Soiree, which is a wedding planning company, and she's also a fellow podcaster. That's she right. has She has a podcast called... Weddings for real. Weddings for real. Yes, and she's going to kind of help us rehash um, all of the wonderful things about weddings, and then maybe some pitfalls to avoid. I feel like she's a wedding therapist. She's going to talk us through what we did right, totally, and what we did wrong. Yes, is that good? Yes, I I say that's like forty percent of my job, truly, in working with couples is talking them off the ledge and dealing with crazy family dynamics and yeah, right, because it's real. I think that so. What do you do when a bride and a groom, so you have a crazy bride who wants a very, very small wedding, and then a groom who wants, who's dreamed of a big wedding ever since he was a little girl. I, yeah. so, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't dream of anything. It was just the way I thought it was supposed to be. So how many people did you have at your wedding? Um, so we had... 200. Are we talking about how many guests? Was yeah. it 200? We, we sent out like 209 invites, and we had 208 people who showed up. Wow. It was a large... That's a pretty big wedding. Yeah. It's right? a pretty big wedding. That's mm-hmm. a really big wedding. Yeah. I think, And I didn't know... So here's my problem, is that I didn't know a lot of them. And that makes for like, not honestly a great time for you on the wedding day, because... You're so busy like talking to guests and feeling like you have to be the host that you're not actually necessarily enjoying the day, right. like you said. 
Right. And I, my rule after we got married, my rule was you have to be a good guest. So any wedding I go to from now on, I make an effort to go see the bride and groom very quickly. Mm -hmm. I do like a a jazz hands. Hey, oh my gosh, I'm having, and I let them know that I'm having the best time of my life. (laughs) I'm like, this is amazing. You look amazing. The food is amazing. Everything's great. Thanks for inviting us. Bye. And then I, then I go see me if you need me. So you're not that guest that corners them and talks to them for 15 minutes about are great on a dance floor. So oh. then we get dancing started. I've seen your dance moves. I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying the dance moves are great. But so we, we take we take that on as like, this is our gift to you. <laughs> we got you a place setting of China and we're going to dance with your crazy aunt. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Some of my best memories at weddings are dancing. Yeah. But I don't remember any of my dancing at our wedding except for our first dance and my dance with my mom. Yes, that was really good. But... Uh, other people's weddings, I can have a lot more fun dancing. Right, And I yeah. think that happened with us as well. Right. So one interesting side note, when she was talking about the, the, the number of people, I actually still get cold sweats and am bummed out about the people who were on the like the bubble, if you're a March Madness fan, who were like the first four out, uh-huh. who I didn't get to invite. And they're all still friends of mine. Some of them are closer friends of mine than people who are at the wedding. The George Masons of the world? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, they didn't make the, the Syracuses, cut. if you will. <laughs> Pepperdines. The, so the how, Pepperdines. Do you, how do you advise people about bubble guests? So you were also asking about like when you have one person in the relationship that wants like a really small wedding, one that wants a really big wedding. Yeah. It's interesting because if you think about marriage and how long have you been married? 13 years. Planning a wedding is really the first big compromise that you're having together. Oh, If you think about it, because you're deciding, like, what's most important to this person? You know, a lot of my couples actually go to, like, premarital counseling to talk through, which I I listened to your episode about, you know. Yes. um, You talk through, like, these things, and you figure out how to come together and, you know, have something that is most important to you and also most important to you and find those compromises. Like, if you say, you know, I really want to invite, you know, these people, then, you know, maybe you give a little in. Yeah. Some of the guests on your list that are not that important to you. Right. Um, and then I think uh, when it comes to like small wedding versus big wedding, um, think about when you envision the day. This is what I tell my couples is when you envision the day, how do you see like what is most important to you? Is it the food? Is it the dancing? Is it the people? And find that common ground between the two. So, okay. um you know, trimming the guest list is also a huge factor when it comes to the budget. So right. people think, okay, I'm having 200 people. I'm just going to have to get food and beverage for 200 people. But really, it's not just that. Like, there's the flowers, there's the cake, there's the number of linens that you're having to have for the tables. What was the most important thing to you? Yeah. If, if you had been able to go back and answer that question. I think the most important thing was the, the actual service of getting married. Like, the well, that actual... that part was going to happen no matter what. I That's wish not... I heard that more, actually. I really wish well, it was I- cool. My dad was the pastor and oh. he was awesome. And my stepdad was a pastor as well. So we had a lot of God up in there. <laughs> and um, no, but I think the actual service itself is what I was like. And after that, everybody could have gone home mm-hmm. and I've been fine. Let me rephrase. Had you had <laughs> asked her, she'd asked you about the most important thing in the reception, which was what we really didn't love as much as the actual service. What would have been the one thing that you were most wanting to do? 
hide in the corner and let nobody talk to me. <laughs> so true. It's so true. And we had we had it happen. The dang receiving line. Oh no. Yeah. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like it's there was a line of people. It, we didn't lined intend up for the worst it. idea we, ever. No, we didn't intend for it to happen. But all of a sudden, a line formed. Right. And so you have to. Here's what you have to do in a receiving line. Hey. Oh my gosh. How are you? How are the kids? Thanks okay. So shut up and move along. Mm-hmm. We've got like you can't not do that because otherwise the people. You're being rude to the person in front of you or rude to the person behind you unless you engage the exact perfect amount. Mm -hmm. And it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Well, you always have that aunt, I think, that's going to stop and be like, I remember when you were four. And actually, I brought a picture that I wanted to show. And yeah, the receiving line is not a good idea. How do you you suggest getting rid of that? So I think it's pretty easy to cut out. What I tell my couples is instead of having the receiving line during dinner while everyone is seated, just kind of like start walking around. Walking around to the tables and just being like, thanks so much for coming, oh, moving around that proactive. Way. Yeah, that way you're also not cutting out on your dancing time. So if you're big dancers, like, I get my couple's food before I'm hearing myself say, like, now that you're doing it. It's okay. It. Hey, we're raising money. We're raising money for good. I'll put in oh, money, too. You know what? Put her, put her likes on my tabs. We're good. We're good. Um, anyway, then you're not cutting out on, like, the fun part of the reception by going around and greeting guests during dinner yes yeah okay and i do also i think again weddings and funerals bring out the very very best in people and also the very worst in people for sure so what do you tell people about i had some crazy family dynamics happening Mm -hmm. so what do you tell people on how to deal with personalities that type oh i've definitely done like counseling sessions on the wedding day like pulling aside these family members that are causing an issue and being like let's remember who this day is about like let's Put aside this, you know, difference that you're having between like the dad and the new girlfriend and the mom and we can't have them seated next to each oh, other yeah. and they won't do pictures together and there's all oh, this yeah. drama. So I try to um, really work on those people there at the wedding and pull them out of these difficult situations and remind them this is about, you know, Penn and Kim and let's remember that this is their day and we can deal with these issues another day. Have you had to actually say that to people? Or? 100%. I have had... So you jump in there. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Tell me tell me the craziest without breaking confidence. Family dynamics, I yes. know. Okay. Um, so I did a wedding. This was several years ago. And I will change the names to protect those that are guilty. The yes. Fieldersons. <laughs> the Fieldersons. Yes. Um, the mothers, the mother of the groom and the mother of the bride hated each other. Like, oh, no. Hated each other. Yes. They used to call me separately and like... Um, they used to call me separately <laughs> and just Beep. trash talk yeah. um, the other. And so there was this issue of like who was paying for what and what it came down to. Their biggest fight was over how many reserve tables they got for their each side of the family. Okay. Like, Mom wanted two. This mom wanted four, but that wasn't fairly. Like, and those it was were like, people that the bride and groom didn't necessarily even know. It was just their friends, that kind of thing. No, this was or, the moms. The, oh, yes, like the okay. the parents' friends got and it. like immediate family and stuff like that. So we get to the wedding day and. They're trying to like sneak in and like put a certain number of reserve tables. Like the mom has decided to go around the other mom and print her own sign so she gets more reserve tables. This really happened. And so I'm trying to like, you know, corral everyone. I'm trying to line up the bridal party for introductions, but now the ballroom doors have opened and guests are going in. (sighs) And the one mom finds out that the other mom has more reserve tables and has made her own signs. And she goes over to the table. And she goes to grab the sign off the table. The other no. mom comes over, grabs no. her arm, and no. is like, oh, I was about to say her name for real. Um, <laughs> Sally, <laughs> don't. And then she goes, screw you. And this is like with guests no. all around. And so I'm trying to like pull the two. I'm like, ladies, come over here. Let's come over here. 
Whoa. Walk out into like the This is a reality show. And when I get them outside, I look and I see that the bride has seen all this go down. And now she's She's crying. crying. Of course she's crying. Yeah, she's crying. Tears of just makeup streaming sadness down her white dress. Worse though. Okay, so now. Mothers of the bride. Oh my gosh, this is a reality show. Okay. So then the mother of the groom refuses to be introduced in like, you know, when you do the big like, now we're inviting the parents. The father of. I don't know that I can, I don't think I can say this on the podcast, but the father of the groom is out there talking to the parents and he goes, can I say this? Say it, <laughs> say, say it, it and I'll um, edit it. He goes, I hope you get AIDS. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did this even come from? This is important. What year was this? This was 2009. Okay. Did, I mean, we were down to like eradicating AIDS at that point. We were point, down to so. one aid. Yeah. So, but wait, that's, that, there's nothing funny about that. But so really, like, I hope you get AIDS. So then, as the DJ is like, I've got the oh father of the groom there, and I have the parents of the bride. The mother of the groom is like, I'm out. I'm not being a part of this. And as the father of the groom is walking in to being introduced. He flips the bird at the parents of the bride in front of all of the guests. All of the guests. What a nightmare. So we call that the Jerry Springer wedding. Like all of the vendors that were a part of that wedding were like, remember the Jerry Springer wedding of 2009? Wow. Was there a Vince Vaughn? Was there, you know how in (laughs) old school. Yeah. Vince Vaughn comes in and saves. No, no there was Wilson no saving. And does the true love is blind situation no. that wasn't uh, Vince Vaughn wasn't there to save this wedding. No, and I okay. actually ran into this couple at a Mexican restaurant like six months post they, wedding. Oh, are they they're still, still married? married. Oh, they have good. two children. They're happily married. Oh, good. Okay. Um, they're friends on Facebook. I hope they don't listen to this. Um, but uh, well, anyway, they don't, they're not the ones being incriminated. That's here. true. But the moms were in counseling. That's what I heard afterwards. Oh. They were like, "Our our moms are in counseling. Well, we're working that, through okay. it." Like, so because it has a the, kind of happy ending. Because they're going to be grandmothers together. And yeah. they're going to be at like birthday parties and graduations for the right. rest of their life. But that was definitely one where I had the two moms out there. And I was like, ladies, like I understand that there's some differences here. But we need to find some common ground. And look, at this is your son. And this is your daughter getting married. Like, let's focus on their love. I could love. never yeah. imagine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So our wedding seems very <laughs> yeah, normal boring. now. Really? <laughs> I, I, I do want to know, you mentioned that you saw them and they were married and they have kids and they're very happy when you hear about one of your weddings where they're not together anymore do you get like super there's another like do you get super bummed out um, and no. take personal responsibility for it? No, because, because I can see it coming. Oh, you, you can't. Oh, I can totally oh, see right. it. So, so what are the warning signs? What's going down before this even happens? One hundred percent. Like if Have I had to put money on it, you predicted no, okay. <gasps> wow. no. So tell me okay. the warning signs. Right. Oh, I mean, you can tell. Like so, like we said, planning a wedding is your first biggest compromise. So yes. I'm, I'm sitting down with this couple and we're talking about like you know, what's most important to them and the excitement of the day. You can tell just by the way they treat each other in these wedding appointments. Like I've had grooms stand up and walk out of the room because they're fighting over like, I don't know, silly things like the cut of meat for the reception or like the song that she wants to dance to versus what he wants to. And I can always tell because I think if you can't navigate like what should be a joyous celebration and planning for like, you know, the excitement of that day, like, that's warning sign number one. I also think that um, what you said, Kim. So you said like you were most excited about the ceremony and like yeah. actually getting, getting married, married. That is not a common answer. Honestly, I think people sometimes get more focused on outdoing like their friends' weddings versus oh. like the excitement of like I'm marrying this person. Like we're going to yeah. have our life together. It becomes focused on 
the materialistic things and they don't even really care like what the significant other wants for the day. I don't I think you and I fought about things because I was so tense about so That's I think I, I got so I think we fought about stuff but it was never <clears throat> relationship ending. No. Here's what I think we did right. This was not our first compromise because we moved to New York together as we got engaged. So we spent 9 months living together in a tiny apartment Ooh. before we got married. And I, I know that's living in sin or whatever. whatever. You weren't going to get two apartments in Manhattan no, please. as an engaged couple. And we had to work some stuff out. <laughs> His parents, by the way, I think told people that we were living separately. I think they were so they ashamed that we were shacking up. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the, the people were probably responding with, Are you kidding me? Why? Rent's <laughs> terrible in Manhattan. I, I, anyway, I think that we... Had I think that was a, something that we did correctly, and I know that's I'm gonna some people are gonna get ticked off about this, but by the time we got married, we had worked some really important things out, and it wasn't just like right. we're married and throw them into the fire. No. Yeah. How long had you been together even before getting engaged? Just dating so until marriage. We got about a year. We we dated for a year. We were engaged for a year, and then got married. So, so two years of knowing each other before right. being married. Can we introduce? We haven't introduced Max yet. We, oh, we got right into this Max. whole thing. But this is Max Trujillo, our guy. producer. Hi, Max. I'm sorry. Max, everybody <laughs> it's knows It's Max. good to hear from you. And I wonder, as a as a, a wedding specialist over here, Megan, is there a correlation with to the amount of time you court uh, to getting married as to the success of po- of a nice, happy marriage? Because, like, I'm in a pretty happy marriage, and we courted for five years before we got married. Okay. So and been together for 13. Okay. I was the other end of the spectrum. Jason and I, like, fast-tracked it. We met in January, moved in together in March, got engaged in September, and we're married the next year. Like, you super moved fast. You two months after knowing each Isn't other? Isn't that crazy? I had to get drunk to tell my mom that that was even <laughs> happening. We were attending a friend's wedding, and I was like, I got to have a certain amount of alcohol to call my mother and be like, so I'm so, moving in with the guy that you met, like, last week. <laughs> wow. How'd that go married? over? Um, you know, I was drunk enough that Your I didn't really care. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. Yeah. laughs> but we've been married eight years, so I don't know. I think it's more just the connection. Like you if you meet someone and you know it's gonna work, then it's gonna work. But Right. Yeah. And and I that's what I tell people. My my grandparents who were the most happily married couple ever, ever. Um, he told me, cause I asked him, I was like in the middle of like dating when these terrible, I dated like three Steves in a row and they were all <laughs> terrible. And I was like, granddaddy, tell me, how did you, how did you know that, that, you know, Mima was going to be your person? And he said, it's not, he said, I looked at her and it wasn't that it wasn't if I was going to marry her, it's when could I marry her? And I feel like that's, you just kind of know. And even if you date for 10 years, if yeah. you know, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's how much you, like what you said, I think when it comes to planning the wedding and a successful marriage, it's how much you appreciate and care about how your decisions affect that other person. And when I see someone that, you know, it's all about, when brides refer to it as my My wedding, my wedding, my day versus our wedding and our day, that's a sign. That's a sign. Okay. And then have you had a bride or a groom on the day of bolt? Not on the day of. Um, I I have had it three weeks before the wedding. Okay. Um, and that was from an interesting bachelorette party that she had. Uh, oh, more. Really? <laughs> Do tell. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a co-watchable podcast. I think the best way to describe it is 
she made some bad decisions and he chose not to marry her okay i agree yeah it's great Um, Uh, wow so that has happened i mean i i would say like you know maybe one a year calls off the wedding but never on the day of i did have one wedding recently where i didn't know if i was going to get the bride down the aisle like (gasps) i was trying to coach her i mean and i don't think it was necessarily about marrying him i think it was moreover just the nerves and anxiety yeah, and of the, the people day. watching you and she all that was an stuff. introvert and she was just like you know the music was playing canon and d waiting for sure. her to go and i was like that's okay, understandable okay. I, I get that don't you yeah. think most women have it that happens in a little spect of most women before? i don't i don't i i picture most women being so excited mm-hmm. i i locked eyes with you and i didn't want anybody else looking at me i'm like oh. turn around turn around turn around that's don't look very at me. sweet that Everybody's is looking. really sweet i was like don't look at me don't look everyone at me. was looking at you <laughs> And it That's makes Disney hives right now. Yeah. Think Can, about it. We're going to pause from this conversation for a moment. I just want to address something that we talked about earlier in the podcast. I'm donating a dollar every time one of us uses the word like to try to work on our vocal tics. I've heard it about 700 times. Ooh, that's going to go broke, honey. I feel like I'm going to put a cap <laughs> on to see if, if we get to... I, I feel I feel like $500 is a good donation to <laughs> well, get you to just me. Said, this I is an expensive like, I know. Is that okay, though? Because you work... That's <laughs> proper English. I feel like, yeah. I'm sitting over here sweating because I think we've said it a thousand times yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Well, and I, and also, I've been paying attention, and I need to start focusing back on what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, welcome back, Penn. I'm ADDing so hardcore <laughs> on when people are saying the word like. See. And I bet you there's someone out there listening who's doing the same I know. thing. Uh, they're going to email you with, and be like, you said it. Counter. I yep. actually would, would love it if somebody was listening and, and mm-hmm. took a proper count Well, of we're this. capping it at 500, and I guarantee you we're getting there, and everyone's going to be happy. And let's move on. I think I'm going to go and post and put a little ding every time. Ding. <laughs> it might be really annoying. Um, Can okay. I say, there is a comment from somebody that's apropos to what you just said. Miss uh, Kalua Kitty Mama, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, probably has sure. seven cats. Okay. Uh, had a great comment. Uh, you guys are two people colliding at the intersection of OCD and ADHD with very little bloodshed. That honestly is the nicest. I'm going to put Thank that on you. a That's pillow. like your description for the podcast. I know. I'm going to put yeah. that on a pillow and have it embroidered <laughs> because it's so, so somebody actually did make a comment after listening. They're like, Kim, you're not so much of an introvert. You're more OCD. Mm. And it's a great combination to be living with me, by the way. <laughs> he is the biggest slob. <laughs> so, and, and the biggest extrovert. So it's my, my anxiety. And, and, and by the way, have been to a therapist who is diagnosed. So I'm not just throwing these words around. So definitely anxiety. But are you now worried about to... the mommy police again? Oh my gosh, like... the mommy police are out. Yeah. You don't know what real anxiety no, me, is. Me, me. You had real anxiety. No, she, she has, I, yes. This poor guy knows it. Yes. <laughs> and I have been diagnosed with ADHD. We've Whatever. all been diagnosed and medicated. Well, I like so... ADHD, like super attention deficit hyperactivity. It's got its own term. And that's me, he wears so... a cape. Yes. yes. He slobs things up. No, it, absolutely. So do is it your theory then, like, even if it, even if it doesn't go off without a hitch, even, but if, that you can tell a good marriage from a good wedding planning. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the wedding doesn't have to be, the wedding day doesn't have to be perfect. Just like you guys are an example of that. A wedding day doesn't have to be perfect for it to mean the marriage won't be perfect. Right. And we yeah. had we had a lot of little things go on. For example, we had a wedding coordinator because we were living in New York, sure. but I got married in Florida where I grew up and I didn't, I couldn't do all that stuff. So, and we were, I, we had no money. So we, we kind of got her off of, I think, Craigslist. So my bad. Uh, but that was like before. That was like okay. 2005. Okay. I think that was so, still bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was very sweet and was just starting her business. And I think, I think she liked weddings. I don't think she was a great coordinator. For example. Yeah. The groomsmen were all very cute 
And she got real drunk at the wedding. She got drunk <laughs> yep. at the at wedding. Your, your wedding coordinator. Yes. And guys, I was like, um, I think it's time to cut the cake. Oh, no. We've been here a long time, and I think people need cake because that's a sign to go home, right? Yikes. Yeah. And so um, she was a little drunk. Um, and we, to the point where there was like, they never did the champagne toast. <laughs> like, we did, there was a lot of stuff we paid for Just that never happened. And we got a refund from the, we got some money back from the reception site because so many things, that were scheduled to happen didn't happen. Yeah. And so we got money back, which was great. Yeah. Um, but that just, it was like, she got us there. I can't believe she drank at the wedding. You're not supposed to drink? No. I mean, no. Hang on. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, a lot of weddings there. make me want to drink, yeah. but I don't drink okay. at the wedding. Okay. Um, Once I have done with the When wedding. I get home, <laughs> I will. You're allowed to. So I have had an intern that was on day four with me that I had to fire because she drank at the wedding. Like, to you me, it seems that. like common sense. Like, you're working a wedding. Yeah. You don't drink. But. That's hospitality in you. That's... That's because yeah. you've been in the business. Right. Now, I guarantee you've been offered drinks. Oh, for sure. Many, many, many drinks. That's yes. what happens at weddings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, and yes. she got after it. And because oh, again, the groomsmen were super cute. And so what you said about you think she liked weddings. Right. I see that a lot. Like where I feel like people maybe plan their own wedding. Right. And think that they're so good at it. Their friends told them they were really good at it. And um, now they're gonna become a wedding planner. And it's interesting because what I think about that is like well, of course it was fun planning right. your own wedding. Like it was a celebration of you. You were the host of honor. You were, it was a guest came, they brought you gifts. Like you picked out the food. It was the colors that you wanted. That's not the same as planning weddings for a living, like right. with whole different like family dynamics and, you know, different budgets and different likes and dislikes. It's Right. It's, yeah. There's a big difference. So here's a question. As a wedding planner, how do you ensure that the bride and groom are able to eat food? Yes, that is super important. So I'm one of those people that gets hangry if I don't eat. Mm-hmm. So I Same. think about that. We couldn't that get to with... our food. We couldn't get oh. to it. It was sitting right there and no. we could not. So here's a little tip. What I like to do is during the cocktail hour, while all of the guests are like having cocktails, mm-hmm. I set aside a room for the bride and groom oh. and have their food all ready for them because I want them to eat before the dinner. And so they, they get can... some alone time too. Yes. Okay. You're just married like even just 10 minutes to like scarf down a couple crab cakes or something. <laughs> Give me some We missed our cocktail <laughs> hour because Kim wanted to drive to this beautiful area <laughs> 20 pic- minutes away to take it, wedding pictures. It was on the way. <laughs> 20 minutes. And those are the most beautiful pictures. If I could have just... That honestly, that was the happiest part of the day for me because yeah. we got to be alone in this beautiful place and take these beautiful photos. Yeah. And we literally missed nothing but the cocktail hour. Who Which cares? is the best part. And he, that was the most annoying part to him that he couldn't Not go. the most annoying part, but I, I, I would have loved to have gotten, if we had had some like Taco Bell and a couple of Mick Ultras in, in this. <laughs> True. I would have made, like, made that happen for you. I would have made that happen So, um, And I think the extrovert in you was probably like, oh, we have all these people together. I want to hang out with them as much as possible. Yeah, and you well, were like, eh. I, I'm, it's very people-y over there. Yeah. I'd like to stay, stay here. Right here in the corner. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. Cocktail yeah. hour. I, I missed the opportunity to really talk to some of the people that I wanted to because I yeah. felt like you could have done that. Sure. And mm-hmm. then once you get inside, it's more of the more formal generation yeah. who are standing in a line wanting to talk to you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was no, but it's Hang on. You the wedding wasn't all terrible. <laughs> it, I, I know like I make it, should... this is my life also. I make things sound it was great. We had fun. You know what we did was my favorite is we got married on a Friday and the Saturday after the oh, our yeah. friends and we went to the beach. So you had like a more laid back just casual Full day. that I yeah, loved. That's Full day. nice. That's and that right. my dad um my friends thought it was really they 
brought a beer bong to the beach, and my dad did a couple. Amazing. I hope with you have pictures of that. Hey, but he, they ran out of beer, so he did it with rum and coke, <gasps> and he's not a big drinker. And he oh. threw and up three times I, on the way home. Oh. And it, yeah, so that was... He um, didn't drive. <laughs> did he pull over? No, no, his wife was driving. God bless her. But he, yeah, he yeah. three times on the way home. So it's a great story. <laughs> good times. Good times, Ken. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that was a good day. Yeah, and I think that should be recommended because you get married and you're super stressed out and it's been a long day. And then the next morning you, you would wake up at 6 a.m. and get on a plane to some sort oh, of honeymoon. That's so what that we buffer did. day mm-hmm. felt really nice. Yeah, the buffer day is key. We got up at, I think it was 6 a.m. the day after. I forgot all sorts of stuff packing because you're so focused on like the wedding itself that when you're packing for the honeymoon, you're just throwing stuff in and we forgot sunscreen, so I think we paid like $45 exactly. for sunscreen at the resort. and it was- That's a good deal. Can I, <laughs> I just have to interject because this is a ridiculous moment in my wedding, but <clears throat> we left for Spain the very next morning after the wedding, and we all had our tuxedos, and <sighs> we I was wearing said tuxedo for the whole after party, and right. we were at a karaoke bar at some point, and I realized at the very end of the night, oh, shoot, I've got to get this tuxedo back, back to, to some place. And my groomsmen are great guys, but I said, George, can I put you in charge of the tuxedo? He's like, yeah, I got you, man. Uh-oh. So that's fine. But then we weren't thinking all the way through. And we realized at the very end of the night, oh, I have to take my tuxedo off to give it to you. Oh, so nice. then and, and then I was like, well, See, how do we naked. do this? <laughs> yeah. And I ended up, George drove home with us in the tuxi- in the limousine. That's so romantic. And then <laughs> yeah. proceeded to watch me undress down to my underwear. <laughs> Outside of the limousine, she's <laughs> just standing there watching. Like this is her, this is our wedding night that I pictured, yeah. and I gave him all of my clothes. Turned around in my undies and just picked her up and carried her up oh, <laughs> over the banister. Or, sweet or, or, yeah, story. Over the, so you had your threshold moment. The you, threshold. You, you, over were the just, threshold. you were just in a banana hammock and nothing else. <laughs> you were just ready to roll. Uh, are there wedding trends that you wish would die? Oh, wedding trends that I wish would die. Um, you know, luckily we're getting away from like that whole burlap rustic style. And I think people are focusing more on like who they are. So Pinterest has been a Ooh. blessing and also like more oh. maybe of a curse when it comes to wedding planning because couples come in and they have like 400 things that they've pinned and they don't all go together. Like you've got this like I want a modern <clears throat> rustic mid-century. At what point was burlap ever a part of oh, anyone's wedding? I that was a super huge thing. Yeah. Burlap? I don't was did we I, have burlap in our wedding? Not a stitch of burlap. Oh, we I, didn't have burlap in our wedding. The too. seats or like what they're wearing? It's, Do they wear a burlap tuck? <laughs> ta- like tablecloths. Tablecloths yeah. and just like itchy. Itchy. Yeah, it's not a good trend. But yeah, so people come in and they've got these 400 pins and it's like here's your little burlap table runner but then it goes like you said like more clam style (laughs) and i'm like how can we bring these five different sort of feels into one wedding so that those trends like the over the top like you've got over the top glam and rustic chic as you put it rustic Um, chic yeah did we? I don't even think we had it. We couldn't afford a theme. No. <laughs> we had flowers. No, the, you know we what? We just said put some flowers in the middle of the table. Yeah. So moms, in a strip mall. moms love themes. Like moms oh. that are planning weddings love themes. I okay. had a wedding, I guess it was like four years ago. And when I'm working with the mom, it's a much more different experience than when I get to work with the couple. Better or worse? Worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's how I thought we were because going. sometimes the 
mom has, again, lost sight of the fact that the wedding is about the bride and groom, and instead it becomes a about, party. Yeah, the enchantment under the sea theme. <laughs> yes, she's got her you're mind on. exactly got right. It. And she's wanting to do what she didn't get to do for her wedding because her mom planned her wedding you know, oh. 30, 40 years ago. But I've had a couple moms come in and be like, so my friends have said that we need a theme, like a theme to work off Do of. they whisper like that and talk very closely? Yes. To you? yes. <laughs> I'm imagining this and it's very vivid. They're okay. leaning over. And so, so, so the theme. She's a New Yorker for some reason. <laughs> and, um, I went seashells everywhere. <laughs> well, so one theme that I've had to work with, I really try to like get away from the theme, but the mom's like, what I've come up with is swirling in romance. <gasps> Swirl. That's not a theme. Yeah. <laughs> That's hypnotism. It was. <laughs> That's not. I tried. We butted heads so much over the planning because she kept being like, well, how does this play into the swirling, swirling. and romance theme? So it was on the ceremony programs. It was on the place cards. Like it said, like Megan well, Gilligan. Yeah, so was there like a, a, a snow cone machine that was like chocolate <laughs> vanilla? Like No, the linens had like swirls in it. Oh, I'm imagining like pinwheels. No, no, no. It was like no? swirls of like sequin and just like okay. anywhere we could put a swirl, there was a swirl. What is this? Like a tornado? You know, just like a, you know, just a little swirl. Yeah, a swirl like on the linens and on the programs and just everywhere swirling in romance. Oh. Okay. And I'm so, thinking toilet flushing. I, yeah, <laughs> swirling. We called it swir- oh, I can't Swirly. say that either. Swirling in BS. That's what we called it. <laughs> um, and so on the wedding day, um, Gina that works with me, we had a bet to see who could say swirling in romance enough to, like more to the mom. Elevate like, it. Really elevate it. Yeah, like yeah. this is really this has captured the essence of swirling and romance. It was who could say it more to the mom? Like, ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah. Oh. oh, good times. Uh, DJ or band? Uh, probably band. I mean, I think there's something to like that live entertainment that is amazing. Although bands can be divas on the wedding day. Right. Yeah. We had a band, we had a band booked that was really expensive and they ended up backing out. Um, and which was fine because we saved money because yeah. we, we, we couldn't did afford you have a it. DJ? We had a DJ. We did. He sounded, he was very sweet, but he sounded, hey, give it up now. Like, yeah. He sounded like part auctioneer, part radio yeah. guy. And he yeah. played, God bless him, some really good booty music. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, that was important. But here's the thing that people, and especially Penn's sweet family, they're very sweet proper. And, and proper well they just, i think they'd never seen that before let me jump in here kim was a dazzler at the university of florida jazz hands <laughs> a dazzler is the collection of the prettiest best dancing Stop. women at the university of florida Stop. they all showed up and once dmx came on i mean oh, oh, going, it, give it, it was so awesome <laughs> all of my friends were like all right now the wedding started and then my aunts and uncles like the dads were like all right and my aunts were like well, grabbing they, they, were, they had their handbags and you could yeah. tell in their eyes were like okay it was time for them to go it was time for them to go i think we, there's that yeah, time like that where, man that last hour that last set that he dropped i know that was, was good that, yeah. that doesn't count in our we didn't have fun part that was fun did you guys have a videographer we did. He, he was. It, it was the DJ. He had. No, he no. had his friend. He had was, friend. No, no. Oh, don't my, get me started on that. My aunt Jenny also filmed it, yes. and it was amazing. Her, really? Yeah, her, like, like her gift to it's us our was official she, wedding video. She wow. it. So that's the one we watched because his is he does a lot of like fades. Oh, that was super trendy. That yeah, a lot of star fades. wipes. Mm. Yeah, a lot of fades. The softening on yep. the yeah 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 little vignette action. Uh, yeah, but Jenny. Uh, She's awesome. She She's, got all the great moments. She knew when to zoom in on certain things. Do you remember Love Actually yeah. when the guy shot the great wedding video? Mm-hmm. 
but not as creepy as that. That was it was very well done. Yeah. So she, that, didn't have a, she wasn't in love with either of us. And aren't you so glad that you have like those moments to look yes. back on? Yes. That I think is the biggest um, thing that I think if there was one regret that I see most of my couples have is if they don't hire a videographer. Mm-hmm. Like having the toast and the first dances and those things that like you won't remember if you don't have it. If you don't back see on. it. It's such a blur. And yeah, I remember looking at Jenny and thinking, is she having any fun at all? Oh, because she had she that camera that. in her hand. I don't care anymore because she saved it for yeah. us. We yeah. do not, we, we're not going to have a video if it weren't for her. Right, yeah. So I shouldn't say I don't care, but I'm very grateful that she did it. And she did seem to be enjoying herself. Yeah, and she got the booty right? music. She wasn't afraid of the booty. She, st- <laughs> she stuck around for that. She stuck around for the booty. <laughs> yeah, like that two live crew song that started. Oh, I mean... Yes, I do remember. That was a good moment. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Anyway, I think we also have, I don't think they're wedding related, but we have some random questions from the interwebs. Yeah. And if Megan wants to jump in, she's more than welcome to. That's great. It's a little off uh, off topic, but I think it's still a a good question because a lot of people have asked. For one, people are loving the podcast. Uh, It's like a peek behind the curtain. Kids love the videos. So they're asking, what's your video workflow like? It makes it sound like we have a workflow, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. we don't. <laughs> it does not. We, you know, we need one. If you could suggest one, that would be. So here's what happens. Yeah. Um, I, in some cases, I'll say, you know what we should do? We should do a song about how school's about to end and all the, all the terrible things that are happening at the end of school year in May and, or something like that. And then... Um, and then Penn will go upstairs into the, their little workroom and then come out two hours later with a song and then we shoot it. If it takes me more than two hours, we scrap it. Yes. Because oh, that's like, a, isn't that, was it Da Vinci or something? Somebody says if they don't have it instantly, well, they don't do it. Just like Da Vinci. I have compared to Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he said that. He's right, though. Something like if your inspiration doesn't hit immediately, yep. then just well, move on. I, I feel the same way. So true inspiration is an idea that's already out there that you need to just pluck out of the universe. And if it's already there, then it's a lot easier to discover. If it's something that you have to create out of thin air, it takes a lot longer and it's not true inspiration. And it sucks by definition. Well, don't most of our theme songs, aren't you writing them like 10, the, mi- the morning right seconds. before you get over right. here? Yeah. I forgot this morning. <laughs> and Tim- I said, so have you written the, the intro songs? He's like, oh, well. And so he wrote those, you know, in about 10. 10- 11 minutes, both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. We have another question, uh, and that is, does uh, your children, Lola and Penn Charles, uh, want to have your job someday or uh, show interest at least in them? Uh, I think... I think so. I don't know. Penn Charles wants to be an American Ninja Warrior at this point. Right. Mm. That's a little different. Yeah, he's eight, and he wants to be uh, an American Ninja Warrior. Lola, it depends on the day. Sometimes Mm. she wants to be a scientist, like a crime scene analyst. Or a veterinarian. Or a veterinarian. But I I could see her, both of them, being very talented writers. They both love to write. Lola's a little more introverted, um, so I don't know that she'll... Like pick up a camera and like go like selfie mode ever. Um, We're trying to encourage a lot of creative writing that, to go along with the other stuff that we do, which is. Are you running out of ideas, Penn? Is that why? Yeah, you're looking for your daughter. Uh, I, could I really, you could you pick up the slack? <laughs> okay. well, we've, done, we've done over a hundred songs. It's, I know, it's more crazy. than some bands have done. Yeah. Granted, we're stealing their music, <laughs> but it's. It's yeah. But that lot. being said, Penn is uh, we're kind of putting an emphasis on more original music. So stay tuned. Like for our that. opens. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, but better. So speaking of music, 
Megan, on this podcast, we have something called Instant Talent Show, where we surprise Penn with songs, and we just throw them out there, and we see if he can play them. Ooh. Sometimes it's great. So maybe this should be like wedding themes. Exactly. This is a wedding. That's what I was thinking. So is there, are there a really, is there a really common mm. first dance song? People are loving Ed Sheeran right now. Ooh. Like the, what is that? The, um... the Shape of You? No, not that no. one. I know what it is. Oh, Okay. Screaming in the car <laughs> with your flailing arms. Other words. No, that's, no, that's scre- the one we wrote. Oh, did you do? Yeah, we oh, did. Screaming, in, screaming the- in the dark with your waving arms. A mini man in there. I am a billionaire now. I'm a murderer. I was in Game of Thrones. I yes. had a role in Game of Thrones. Darling, you look perfect today. Yeah, Yay. that was good. That was really good. What is there, are there any other hits? Oh, uh, what else? You can go old school. You can do... What I about? have a suggestion, though. What? What was the first song you two danced oh. to? Oh, okay. We did um, Overkill, which is really a really random song, but because he used to sing... It to me. Oh, is this it? Colin Hay. Cut by Colin Hay. Men at work. Oh yeah. I can't get to sleep. <laughs> Think about the implications. Nice. Diving in too deep. Possibly the something something. Day after day reappears. I haven't done this in a while. Night after night, my heartbeat shows appears, goes appear and fade away. And then he goes up high. I can't get no sleep. Yeah, so we don't need to do all that. Oh. Well, so, yeah, Penn, when we, we first started talking, we'd actually talk on the phone mm-hmm. for like weeks at a time, and we would just talk on the phone for I four hours at a time. My phone used to smell like my breath. Oh my god! And so he would, and then it just got back. He would just like play song. He put the phone down, and I would just call out songs. That's requests. really cute. I know, right? That and so really that was cute. like the first song he played, and then that was our wedding song. Yeah, it's yeah. not really a romantic song. It just it meant something to us. Yeah, and yeah, it's every- about insomnia and anxiety, <laughs> which I have. Hey, that's yeah. marriage. That's, that's marriage, right? <laughs> you can't sleep, and you're going to be really anxious. Preview. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so another on that. Uh, so somebody on Facebook suggested "Tainted Love." Is that something you can play on a guitar? Not really. What about um, so the most common father daughter dance I hear is "My Girl." Can you do "My Girl"? Ooh. Sure. I don't know if that's is that. Yeah. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May. I'm a popular. Yeah, yeah. I guess you say what can make me feel this way. My girl. Talking about. Sorry. Bring it away. I went a little deaf. I'm a little terrified. Okay, I think we're done. Okay. That was a good intro. Yeah.
Okay, Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Tell people where they can find you. Oh, yes. So check out my podcast. It's called Weddings for Real. And I sit down with other wedding vendors. We tell crazy stories, talk about the behind the scenes of the industry, and we have a lot of fun. We like to drink a bottle of wine while we do it. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Wow. I feel like we should incorporate that into our podcast. We right. at 9 in the morning. <laughs> I mean. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywhere else you have Twitter? Yeah. Um, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, <laughs> weddings for real. Check it out. Okay. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank and, you, Megan. Thank you, producer Max. Uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a rating review and email us your questions at holdermess podcast at gmail.com and we're going to count up in just a second the tally and let you know how much money we raised for me fine foundation i feel like you girls really helped me out today sorry (laughs) (laughs) if you're playing along at home and would like to know how many likes were mentioned in today's episode it was like 157 likes we just raised 157 dollars for the me fine foundation hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.